Welcome everyone to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now we give you the absolute best foodie news, and our professionals will give you recipes and cooking tips. So let's get the show started. Okay, everyone, welcome to Dining on a Dime. Here is what you're going to hear today. Today is the first, we are recording this the first day of fall. Today is all about fall. You're going to learn tons of information that you never knew before about the season of fall. You're going to learn tons of information that you never knew about, about the foods of fall. And guess what I did? In segment two, so if you're just tuning in and you're looking for money-saving tips, segment two is going to be all about money-saving tips uh, there are certain things that you do that you can save money on only during the fall. So we will get started. Let's get started about fall. Americans use the word fall and the British say autumn. So in America, we always say fall, but in Britain, they use the word autumn, which I found interesting. Uh, lack of vitamin D could also cause gait- a little weight gain. As because you're going outside less. My co-host, Amherst Pollock, food photojournalist, she also has facts about fall. Yes, thank you. Um, you had actually looked up facts about fall and, and passed on some information, but I would like to add to what you just said, which is um, with the lack of sunlight, there is uh, a disease that you can actually have you get like a slightly more depressed if you don't have enough light. So I suggest anybody who has some of the free time, you know, care of what's going on, the pandemic, to take take some time and go out and do something fun out in the sun while you have the opportunity and get that vitamin D and have that, you know, positivity running through your system Especially if you have elderly or sickly uh, folks at home, uh, you know what I mean, to get them in the sunlight before the weather turns into winter. So you are exactly right. Well, yeah, and I mean movement in general. Like if you if you don't move, you lose it. So exactly, yeah. Keep keep yourself moving. <laughs> yeah, get outside while you can because fall is basically the preseason for winter. So you well, know what I mean. I mean, yes, and and also keep in mind it's a gorgeous time of year too. There's lots of stuff that you can see and do. You know, while well, we have a hundred of them, oh, yes. we have one hundred. <laughs> we have one hundred facts. Let's get in rolling with the facts because we wrote one hundred facts about fall. Go ahead, Amaris. You can do a couple. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's apple picking season. Yep. It is definitely pumpkin picking season. And what do you do with tons and tons of apples? You turn it into apple cider. That's right. Um, and just for our listeners out there, if you want to know, it actually takes about 36 apples in order to make one gallon of apple cider. So, I mean, think about how how many apples that is that you are essentially consuming in one gallon of apple cider. And we mentioned on our last show, which was our trivia show, which was a huge hit, we had two winners, the $25 gift card. Both of them are not from the Philadelphia Tri-State area, which I loved. One lived in Alabama and one lives in Illinois. So that shows you that this show is for everybody around the world. It's not just a local show. We are now a national show. So if you're listening anywhere in the world, we get a lot of listeners in Texas, Florida. Uh, This show will be uh, significant for you, too. Let's get into more facts. The more sugar that is located in a leaf, 
the darker the leaf is. Isn't that interesting? Oh, by the way, I didn't finish my thought. I'm sorry. I'm going. Uh, uh, the thought I was giving was that uh, we mentioned on our last show that uh, apples were actually eaten by accident. Uh, it, for years, centuries, they were making apple cider and they would throw that out. And then they finally started eating apples a long time after they made cider. So apples were originally only supposed to be for cider. And then they started eating them. But originally it was for just to make cider. Now, is this like back in the day? When, oh, many, many years ago. Yeah, no, no, no. But back in the day when, because originally, like, water was not safe to drink. And so instead of drinking water, they drank wine. So I don't know if this is an advent of that, like where right. they were like, let's drink some apple cider. You know, because A, it tastes good and it's loaded with sugar, um, you know, but also you can you can let it turn into, you know, an alcoholic drink by just kind of fermenting it some for a little bit longer. Exactly. And we have 100 facts throughout this episode. Go ahead, Amherst. You can do a few. <laughs> this is right up my alley because I actually do have asthma. Um, so I I have that effect. Um, fall is definitely a season that is more likely to cause an asthma attack. Oh, wow. So, you know, I, it's not exactly the most food-related thing, but it is related to me in, in a very well, significant way. That's interesting because most of this show is about fall, the season, and then food. So that's a good point. Yeah. Right. All right, let me do a couple. Uh, pumpkin spice has nothing to do with pumpkin. <laughs> so you think fall, you think pumpkin spice, right? Well, yeah. I mean, because pumpkin spice is essentially nutmeg, cinnamon, and um, clove. And it has nothing to do with pumpkin. Essentially, no. You can add it to just about anything. Right. And ancient people were wore Halloween costumes to actually hide from ghosts. That's a real thing. Wait, what? In ancient times, people wore Halloween costumes legit. To hide from ghosts. That was actually a real thing. That seems odd. I they mean, would dress up, and they would think the ghost wouldn't come get them because they were all dressed up in uh, different costumes. Uh, fall tourism is a huge... This is We're going to touch on this because it's food somewhat. Uh, fall tourism is big money for the New England states. I never thought of this till I, I researched the show. Obviously, people go up to see the foliage. Yeah. And it is like a couple billion dollar business for the New England states. I never, I never factored that in. Oh no, it's a big thing. Like people actually take, you know, their own self guided tours. But I grew up in Connecticut, like that's where I'm originally from, and you know, it's a mountainous area. There's fall foliage. Usually, I want to say in two weeks um, is probably your prime time of like going up, you know, the uh, route. 95 to 88, I think it is, okay. um, that you you see all of those beautiful trees that are, you know, changing color with the bright oranges and the reds and, you know, get it at the right time. And it just, it's almost like the mountains are catching on fire. Like, And I want to say hello, WMLD Radio 103.7. We actually have a FM signal listening to this show in Southern Connecticut. So while <laughs> you're on that topic, let's get a free plug. Uh Children born in fall. They actually studied this, which I thought was hysterical. Children born in the fall tend to be smarter. Fall babies tend to live longer. Huh. Uh, global warming can affect the leaves changing colors because of the warmer weather. 
well, yeah, as it gets warmer, it's not going to change colors. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, more people change their relationship status on Facebook during the fall. <laughs> that is, fall is the most common uh, time of year for people to change their Facebook status, uh, relationship status. That's that's quite funny because uh, I I have a friend who uh, I'm not going to mention her name, but she she says that there <laughs> no she says that there, there's different seasons of dating and there's like uh-huh. a coupling season and that's um it, yeah. yeah and so I, I guess that refers to that. And the full name of fall used to be called fall harvest, but they shortened it to fall. So that's interesting. And then well, it's I mean less interesting in so it like we harvest in the fall, so it kind of makes sense. But that used to be the full name. Now they shortened it to fall. But mm. That was the full name, fall harvest. Amherst Pollock, food photojournalist, give us a couple facts from fall. Um, I didn't actually. I mean, I don't pay attention to things like this, but right. um. Pumpkins uh, that, you know, obviously pumpkins, gourds and whatnot, they are very popular in the fall. But pumpkins are not a fruit. They're actually considered a vegetable, which I assumed that they were a vegetable anyway. And you can roast them in the oven, by the way, for our listeners. Um, You can use the pumpkin, the meat or whatever, you know, because people go out and they buy the canned pumpkin stuff. But like you can just roast it, like buy pumpkin, roast it in the oven and have pumpkin meat without the canned part. (laughs) Let me ask you a question, because I do not eat pumpkin. I probably have never eaten pumpkin. Have Uh, you ever eaten a pumpkin pie? I've eaten pumpkin pie, but I'm saying, what is the difference between the can? Is there a big difference between the taste of the can and the... the Yeah, because most of the time they put seasonings in the... Oh, yeah. How about that? Uh, The word pumpkin head, (laughs) which I used to call lots of people, is traced all the way back to 1781. That's pretty interesting. Uh, the word fall. Oh, I'm sorry. I was wrong. See, I've already been wrong. We're in the first 10 minutes. The word fall was used to be called fall of the leaf and they shortened it to fall. Okay. So off of your fall of the leaf. Right. Um, it says your, your information here says that catching a a leaf falling brings good luck. So, that is true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's true, <laughs> but if you're somebody. That is an absolute fact. Yeah. If you're somebody who believes in things like that, try go out and try to catch a leaf. It's good luck. <laughs> uh, it, this is interesting. And, and it, while I'm reading this, you can go through and see what you want to talk about and what you don't. Because I wrote notes and they're all scrambled here. <laughs> uh, There's also stuff that I would I would bring up that I'm going to bring up, too. Okay. People are attracted to pumpkin not because of how it tastes, but they have done studies. And people love pumpkins themselves because of how it makes them feel. I'll give you an example. If you're watching uh, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, that is supposed to, according to this study, that is supposed to bring you joy uh, just from looking at the pumpkins. It's not how they taste. People don't love pumpkins due to how they taste. It's more so of a feeling. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um I'm gonna pull off of your word the love and also refer back to the coupling thing, um and it's you you found out or found some facts that said studies show that men find women more attractive in cooler months. Um, I don't know why that would be because I feel like men are more um 
physical than women. Right. Um, and the summer months are definitely less less clothing, you know, bathing suits and shorts and whatnot, tank tops. Um, but it, it's saying that apparently men out there are more attracted to women in the cooler months. So for men or male listeners out there, you know, do you find that that's a true fact or do you find that that's not true? That's interesting. But according to that, that was a study done uh, that they said that the uh, the feelings in the brain attra- are more for attraction in the fall and cooler months. I wonder if that's because we naturally want to like warm up, <laughs> you know. And it's have, interesting. Yeah, it, I mean, it is an interesting factoid. Whether or not it's it's true or not is another, you know, is arguable. Like, obviously, you you found a study that did, you know right. stated that. I don't know what the study was. It, it it stimulates something in your brain. The cooler months, like fall. It stimulates something in your brain that you're more into, uh, you know, cuddling and, and mating. <laughs> and that's what it said. So your your synapses are firing off. That's what it says, I guess. Uh, bobbing for apples was once a British courting ritual. How about that? So <laughs> that, that used to be a courting ritual which, in Britain. Which right now is not recommended. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because that's like, you're, you're bobbing for apples. You're like putting your whole entire face inside of water and trying to catch an apple. That is not advisable right and, now. And I actually, my next point here was research show, shows that colder weather makes the brain want to cuddle. And that is a research. I wrote it right here. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because I'm like, you know, I was, I am dating somebody now and it's colder and I grabbed a big blanket and the first thing that he he said was, you're going to share that with me and cuddle, right? (laughs) So it makes sense. And what's funny is I researched a hundred facts about fall and it's bizarre how many uh, uh, are associated with... uh, Relationships, which is I thought is weird. Well, okay, because think of how many activities you can do in the fall. Like you can go for a walk on a trail. You can do, um, and some of this is stuff that I I had wanted to mention anyway. Right. But you know, you can go pumpkin picking together, which is kind of cute. You can go apple apple picking, and you know, bring a blanket. Actually, one of the thing big things that um you see online is that people will go out with their friends or with you know as a date and they'll go to an apple orchard to pick apples right although i i had mentioned this with uh marilyn uh philly grub which is you know i cheat i would go there you know pretend that i'm picking apples but just be basically bring a blanket and food and and whatnot and sit out in the apple orchard it's kind of cute yeah i guess well i'll tell you what we're going to take break when we come back from break we're going to give you money saving tips uh for fall let's go to break check out our new podcast learn about world cuisine where we travel to a different country from around the world each week and give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine Our world traveler gives you his real-life experience in the country, and our wine expert gives you the best wine pairings with your cuisine. Our podcast is available on all platforms, or you can simply Google Learn About World Cuisine to listen to the show. Okay, we are back, and we are going to start talking this segment about money-saving tips, and then at the end of this segment, Amaris actually has recipes because 
Our show is a foodie show. I just wanted to make sure all shows that our contributor, Matt Maritea, and Amaris Pollock, food photojournalist, I, w- I just want to make sure every show we try to give you some kind of uh, cooking tips, and she does have some recipes for fall. All right, fall savings. Go to a high school football game or college game instead of the NFL. That's actually a smart move because if you're an NFL fan, tickets alone are huge money. You got the tailgating, et cetera. If you just skip your NFL tickets and you start going to high school or college games, you'll save a ton of money and on the tickets alone. You know, you can also go to one of the local games just for added support. You know, if it's your township, local restaurants and grocery stores, they actually donate to the games. And, you know, they they like seeing the locals, you know, root for their home team. Right. Exactly. Uh, here's something. You go to orchards. I, I've never been to an orchard or an apple farm or whatever, but let's see if this is true. Orchards... Orchards will discount apples that fall from the tree to the ground. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, because <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I can't attest to that. Actually, they say that if an apple falls from the tree to the ground, that they haven't like shaken the tree because they put netting down. Okay. Okay. So they'll put net- netting down to catch like. And there's there's machinery that will shake trees oh. to try to get like and this is grapes a lot of times. Um, as far as apple picking is concerned, they probably do something similar if a tree is you know come to full bloom. But it, it basically grabs onto the trunk of the tree and shakes it until things start falling, and then the net catches it. But if it just falls to the ground, I would not recommend eating that apple. Um, only because you don't know if a bug crawled into it or if it's you know rotted on the inside. So I wouldn't recommend that. Okay. I didn't I didn't even know that happened. Uh, when you're doing your fall decorating, that's a big deal for a lot of people. You know, you're in Texas listening, you're in Florida, whatever. A lot of people love to go all out decorating. Why not look at the dollar store first instead of buying it at a party store or whatever where you're going to pay 10 times the price? Just go to your dollar store. Dollar store around the country have very good things for fall. They do. Um, I actually was at a dollar store recently because I forget what I was picking up, but it it, it was definitely decor related. Um, they have some cute stuff. Not all of it's great, but there is definitely things that you can find at um, uh, Michael's or uh, do they have Joe and Fabric still? I don't know if they have that. <laughs> like, but you know the craft stores that right. you know you you can go to and get these things. Walmart, Target, you know, ha- actually Target has, it, when you first enter, they have a dollar um, discount bin area oh, wow. that you can get some very cute things from, too. Mm, that's a good tip. Uh, use in-season fall fruits and vegetables when cooking. I did this. If you go to uh, lastoutmedianetwork.com, you will see our past shows and when you look at our past show, I did a supermarket, how to save money at the supermarket. And this is what we taught you. In-season fall fruits and vegetables are cheaper than out-of-season. So use that. Use your coffee because pumpkin spice coffees are huge during this time of year, as we all know. Uh, if you're going to buy coffee every day and you're getting the pumpkin spice latte or whatever... Uh, use the store loyalty program. Uh, I used to go to a, a chain coffee place, and they used to have a loyalty program where you bought seven coffees, you got your eighth one free, those types of things. Uh, 
Uh, how about you make your? What about making your costume uh, from the thrift store? What's your thoughts on that? You what go you? to the thrift store, buy the, you know, buy some odd clothing, and dress up for Halloween like that. Oh, you mean like pri- uh I'm. I'm not opposed to that, but I think that if you buy thrift store clothing, you should go all out and like uh, tweak it so that it's more geared towards you. I mean, you can you can do thrift store shopping to buy outfits. Goodwill, um, I think, has uh, Halloween outfits for relatively cheap. Um, I've seen that in the past and, you know, certain thrift stores, you can buy things and like pick a theme, pick a theme for what you want to do for Halloween and try to dress up as, you know, a character on TV. You can find those items in a thrift store most than more than likely. Okay. That's a good tip. Uh, how about we buy our own pumpkin spice latte creamer and make our own coffee at home? I'm not disciplined to do this. I have been told that I spend way too much money on coffees every day, <laughs> but I'm not disciplined to bring a mug from home. I don't have that kind of discipline. I will forget the mug or I don't have anywhere to put it. But if you do have discipline and you have a travel mug, you can make your own pumpkin spice coffee at home, and that will save you three bucks a day to, you know, whatever. Three bucks? It depends on where you're getting your coffee <laughs> from. <laughs> That'll save you 70. <laughs> well, in my life, it'll save me 75 bucks a day. <laughs> uh, here's another I'm, money-saving tip. Oh, go ahead. Go I was going to say, um, also, to keep within the grocery uh, buying yeah, sure. yeah, um, veggies and fruits that are in season uh, at a discounted price, you can sign up also for things like Imperfect Foods. Um, they, they'll send you a box of food that might have a little dent or whatever, but still perfectly good to eat. Nice. And, you know, it's at a discounted price. Say that again, because that's a good tip. <laughs> what was that? Imperfectfoods.com. Oh, that's great to know. I didn't even know that. Yeah. They'll send you, like, you know, stuff that was in a dented box or something? No, 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 no. It's in oh. a, like, the, it's it's almost like going to, oh, what is the word that I'm trying to think of? I'm, I'm blanking. Okay. Um, but it's like you join a group of people who purchase food like fresh foods at less of less money um and you have they'll set you know they'll deliver it to your door or you can pick it up um it's your it's your option your choice that is the tip of the month i didn't even know i never heard of it yeah that's great it's similar to like you know how produce junction um has all the veggies or whatever in mass like massive large quantities (laughs) if you you know like i do not need like a bag of spinach that's you know bigger than my torso but they have it so if you want to go there get something like that and share it with a friend split the cost that's a great tip that's a fantastic yeah uh how about you we use our crock pot instead of eating out you can make stuff in a crock pot you can make tons of it and (laughs) just you know uh, portion it out for dinners for the week you're killing me because i was totally gonna say it's crock pot season it's It's so crock pot season (laughs) (laughs) and here's a great tip and these are a lot of these tips are really going to come in handy for our listeners have a halloween costume swap with your friends and neighbors how many of these friends and neighbors have costumes from years past 
I mean, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But how about how about we try? I if you want to save money, that's true. And you're the same size. But people with kids, I'm talking about. No, no, I get that. Ten year olds. Oh, okay, yeah. If you have ten year old kids at home, why do you have to spend money if you have a neighbor with a ten year old that probably wants a different costume? Just use the (laughs) last year's costume. And just so you know, to our listeners out there, they in case if you didn't know this already, there are thrift stores that are um, specific to children. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I forget what they're called, but like you can go there and it's all kids' clothing and it's at a discounted price. That's fantastic. That's another tip. She's coming out with tips, hitting home runs with tips today. <laughs> um, let me do a couple lightning rounds because we only have five minutes left in this segment. Uh, we'll just do a few real quick. Uh, how about you use the fall season to start saving money for Christmas? So you know it's fall. You know Christmas is right coming. Just put a little bit of money away during fall. Try not, here is a fabulous tip, and I know I'm breaking my lightning round rule, but how about you use uh, September and October to not turn on any electric air, don't turn on the heater, and try to go a whole month and use the fresh fall air as your cooling system. And that actually saves, I I do this actually, This uh, this is one thing I do. And it saves me significant money. Well, I think everybody does that. I don't, I don't know too many well, people. No, no, no. I make a conscientious effort not to turn on any electric appliances for cooling or heating during September and October. That's actually a plan of mine. <laughs> so it actually works. It actually will save you a lot of money. Uh, look at your cash back, cash back options on your credit card and use that to buy your fall-related items. So you get a cashback credit card, use that, because you know you're going to spend money on the fall stuff anyway. Use that and make some money back. How about you do a fall clean-out? It's nice and cool out. You know, go to the garage while it's not blistering hot and clean out your garage and say, hey, look, I haven't worn that sweater in 35 years. Let's sell it. And then you do a, a, a lawn sale. Uh, take advantage of the better weather and cancel the gym membership. You can put your gym membership on hold from September through November, you know what I mean, and exercise outdoors. Well, you also have to find out, you know, is there a price, uh, like a cost too? Because oh, right, some, right, right. not all gyms will allow you to do that without, you know, paying for that hold. So just, I would also ask your gym members, like the place where you have your gym membership right. to, you know, make sure you know, Am I putting it on hold and forgetting that I still have to pay five bucks a month, which is nothing. Right. But but something. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people pay a lot of money to host NFL game days at their house. They have people coming over for the game. They pay all that money for food, etc. Just make those parties potluck. Just say, hey, look, if you want to come over and watch the game, bring something with you. You know, and stuff like that. So that would be, and my last tip, and then we'll move on. You got a couple minutes uh, for what you want to do, Amaris, is do an audit of your spending during fall for the holiday season. So look at what you're spending during the fall season and say, hey, look, I can tweak this. And then you can put more money in your pocket. Go ahead, Amherst. We got two minutes. Okay. So off of what you just said, and I lost my notes that I was uh, that I had done some research and, and whatnot. But off of what you just said, you I would suggest you can also 
tweak or prep for Thanksgiving um, because Thanksgiving is a big holiday meal. Like your family is getting together. Why not try a new recipe? Um, I would give yourself time to try out that new recipe, tweak it so that it, you know, you get it just right. And then you can bring a, a wow dish to the table for Thanksgiving. Um, now off of recipes, I, I have a cute little recipe for something where you can have it during coffee or make a chai latte, um, and dip it, dip it into the chai latte, but it's a burnt honey spiced tools, T-U-I-L-E-S. Um, I'm probably mispronouncing that, Okay. but, um, basically you're going to take a croissant and I'm trying to make it as simplified as possible. Well, she only has two minutes. Okay. Yeah. So you take a croissant that's store-bought, let it sit out for a couple of days. So it gets kind of stale. Um, and then preheat your oven to 350 degrees. Um, take 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes before you're going to try to prep it. Put the, the croissants into the freezer so they get a little bit more stiff and then take them out, slice them like you're going to slice a sandwich, but make like five slices for one croissant. And then on your stovetop, heat up honey and sugar and um, spice like you can use a pumpkin spice or apple spice. Um, heat it up until it gets about an amber color. And then when it's ready, Put parchment paper down on a cooking sheet. Put your slices of croissant down. Um, be, like baste it with the the like syrup essentially, and then pop it in the oven after putting another parchment sheet and another cooking sheet, and weigh it down with uh, cast iron. Pop it in the oven for about eighteen to twenty minutes, and then pull it out. And you're going to have like a crispy, it's almost like a cookie nice. to dip into coffee. That sounds great. But, yeah. you know, you can you can change it around with um, the spices that you use. So, And this is what we like to give you. Amaris and Matt both are very good cooks, and we like to give you little tips like that. So we're going to go to break, and when we come back from break, we're going to have the... Uh, the sponsor of our absolutely fantastic co uh, contest, if you own a restaurant, you need to listen to the next segment. Wilson. Dining on a Dime is partnering with Weaverville Web Design, and we are starting a contest today. We, what if your customers already had your full menu with prices and pictures on their phones? Weaverville Web can build you a perfect online menu, fast, user-friendly, and easy to read with great pictures. You already know your food looks amazing. Let Weaverville Web help you show the world. That's WeaverVilleWebDesign.com. We already know times are tough and dining out is different. So Weaverville Web Design is partnering with Dining on a Dime to give away an ultra-fast online menu with two years of free hosting. That way you can have every person in the world have your online menu with prices right at their phone. Here's what you have to do. Just send us an email at diningonadime at yahoo.com and the restaurant that gets the most votes wins. So if you have a favorite restaurant that you would like to support during these tough times, submit it to diningonadime at yahoo.com or if you own a restaurant and you would like to have an online menu with two years free hosting, submit your restaurant, 
diningonadime at yahoo.com. And we are going to tally all the votes, and then the winner will be the, per, uh, the restaurant or the food truck. If it's a food truck, that's fine, with the most votes. Just email us, diningonadime at yahoo.com. The, the contest is only going to happen for a few weeks. So submit your restaurant today. Okay, and right now, the generous person, the owner of Weaver, Weaverville Web Design, he is offering that great prize. Tony, Tony, tell us about this great contest. How's it going, Kevin? Oh, we're um, so excited, man, and you contest, are such a generous guy for this contest. Tell us about it. You're too kind. Uh, we're doing the contest basically to spread awareness, um, because right now restaurants are hurting. And I honestly think that we can help. Um, the menus themselves started kind of as a personal quest to design something better just to see what restaurants had to offer. I mean, everything I had encountered online that was a menu was either hard to navigate in a list or there were no pictures. Or even if they had pictures, it took them forever to come up on my phone. And then when I tried to navigate, everything would move or disappear. and I mean, that's the sites that we're trying. I mean, have you ever encountered a, 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 a website that says menu here and you tap that button just to have it download a PDF that's hard to read on your phone? All the time. All the time. So we've, um, it was, you know, um, our, our desire to create something better. And um, that was all in the before time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, things change drastically for everybody. And um, it, it was really surprising to me that uh, more places weren't aware of what we could do for them. And you do tremendous work. WeavervilleWebDesign.com is the best way for people to look at your work. Uh, let's get specific about the contest. If I'm listening anywhere and I hear about this contest... What exactly is my restaurant going to get as a prize for sending me an email at diningonadime at yahoo.com with the restaurant name? What are they getting, Tony? So what we're doing is um, we're taking restaurants' photos of their food, and um, we put them online super fast in an easy-to-navigate format on a phone with uh, direct call buttons so that your customers can find your food, see your food, know what you have and contact you easily without having to use another third party. That is fantastic. And web hosting also, Tony, correct? Yes. Um, that's a courtesy of you guys. Um, we appreciate you working that out with us. Yes. Um, we're also going to include the two years of web hosting, um, which any of your price changes normally with a menu, if your supply changes, um, and you know, they state costs more you actually have to wait and reprint your menu when it becomes, you know, detrimental after a point. Exactly. So in a um, nutshell, you have to kind of balance that. Right. In yeah. a nutshell, I just want to make it very clear to our listeners. If you own a restaurant uh, right now, especially with COVID, you want people to be able to go online and uh, purchase stuff from your restaurant. And what Tony's going to give you is he's going to give you a professional menu, WeavervilleWebDesign.com. Uh, you can go look at his work. And then I love the call thing. Talk about that. I love the idea that you have a call button no matter where I navigate on the menu. Talk about that, Tony. That's brilliant. 
Well, I don't think your customer should ever have to look for your phone number the second they decide to buy something from you. I mean, if they're thinking mouthwatering cheeseburger, don't make them think, well, how do I get in touch with exactly. these people? Just, you know, put the phone button right there on the bottom where they can drop their thumb and hit it. I mean, the second they're ready to decide, don't make them think twice after they, you know, yeah, I can't even figure out how to, how to contact these people. You know, we just eliminate that. I think that's brilliant because how many times have you been looking at a menu? Our uh, co-host is food photojournalist Amaris Pollock. And how many times have you looked on a menu online and you're on like the bottom of the page and you've got to still go back and look for the number? Tony's going to make sure that there's a call button no matter where you navigate on the page and you can just press it and call. So just out of curiosity, is that call number, does it move with the page as you scroll through it? Or, you know, do you have to scroll up to the top or down to the bottom in order to see it again? The way I have them set up is um, if you're on a phone, it's going to stay in whichever corner we designate, bottom left, bottom right, whichever works best for the layout for the menu. Um, The thing I find fascinating is how many restaurant owners uh, who work in the kitchen especially, uh, they just don't think about how amazing their food looks. They right. see it day in and day out, and they don't realize what kind of wow factor impact that's going to have on, like I say, somebody who's traveling through town, you know, and they say, you know, lunch, and they pull it up on their phone. And if your menu loads in three seconds and they can see what you have, it can be the difference between them getting off at your exit and getting off at someone else's. Absolutely. And this is all courtesy of Tony. Tony's trying to help. Uh, this contest is to help the business owners. Uh, this is a unprecedented time. If you're at home and you're like, I really love Mary's Diner, uh, what can I do to help support Mary's Diner? This contest, simply by sending us an email, diningonadime at yahoo.com, uh, submit Mary's Diner, and then at the end of the contest, there's a chance that she'll get this great service. Tony, talk about the impact of the online menu. How, how important is that going to be? That's going to be a huge, uh, huge importance. I have local clients here, and when things changed, they didn't seem to change as much for them. Um, they moved to working out their front door, and everybody was able to see what they had and able to effectively order really efficiently. So their volume did decrease just because it was their takeout business, but their takeout business flourished. And when I saw that, I was like, you know, why can we not bring this to more people? And it frustrates me so much that all these food delivery services, I won't name names, right. but uh, they seem to be ripping restaurants off. And they're not, you know, I mean, if, if somebody supports your livelihood, you should be taking care of them, not ripping them off. It also causes what additional... We can do I apologize, Tony. I also know from no, from oh, I'm Amaris. I'm um, the other co-host. So, <laughs> hi, yes, nice to meet you. <laughs> um, so, nice to officially meet you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I apologize for uh, startling you there. But um, I, I would also, I would also like to mention the fact that the third party um, delivery services can cause additional confusion too because. I've heard horror stories where people order food, they don't get it, or the restaurant doesn't know that they got they didn't get the food or that something's wrong and they can't, you know, reimburse. So this would also kind of usurp all of that and just give you that direct um, connection. Most definitely. Um, even if you want some sort of we, we can facilitate low tech ordering. If you want, okay, 
you're like, okay, I need, I need some way for people to be able to text me orders. Well, we can swap up and put a text button next wow. to your call button. And you just dedicate a cell phone. You know, instead of paying, you know, thousands of dollars for a big ordering system that you have to tie into everything, literally you can go get a prepaid cell phone and dedicate that to your shop and have somebody take orders over it and be able to facilitate any kind of text orders that way. And thanks to our email orders, online orders for people who are trying to be sneaky at work. Not that anybody does that or would do that. (laughs) And dining on a dime, uh, partnering with WeavervilleWebDesign.com. Uh, we're giving you all that for free for two years of hosting and then the menu. So this is the perfect way to support your local restaurant. And that was that is Tony's uh, goal is to support local restaurants. Tony, talk about the price value that you are generously. I have people in the food business saying, wow, he is a, an incredibly generous guy. Talk about the value of this price. Wait. Hmm. It's a good value. That doesn't feel as important to me as trying to get restaurants to see what we have. Right. Um, it's that important for people to go and check it out and be interested and aware because, okay, even at our starting price point, um, which for, for us to put somebody online, it usually, if they've got a basic size menu, it starts around $1,500. Wow. Um, and then... I usually charge uh, $60 a month hosting, and that covers all of your price changes. Um, The only thing that doesn't cover is if your menu changes and you need to add items, and I charge a whopping $15 per uh, item you need to swap out. And that's... Um, Because the web shouldn't be expensive. The web should work and be for everybody. And that's the the prize they're getting. Wow. The internet to rip people off. I don't think that's right. Um, I can make a living and take care of my family, even though, I mean, I've been affected by this too, but you don't have to rip people off to make a living. Because I'm talking to business owners, Tony, and they're saying Tony is a generous guy because this is a prize value that is going to help a small business hugely. Now, for the businesses that are out there that are listening to this, Tony, um, I know stats are a huge thing for for anybody who is investing their time, energy, and money into a web hosting um, design company. Now, would they be able to sure. contact you and get the stats on like how much, how many impressions there, you know, that the the web the website is making, you know, how many people are kind of coming back or re re clicking? Sure. Um, I usually um, I usually provide those basically on request. Wow. Um, if you're curious about it, we can give you we can give you those stats um, for each for each individual site that we host. Um, I do have a few clients who. That's that's more their interest and others. They basically see it roll up to their front door and constantly calling to order food. So yeah, they they don't usually worry about their stats. Right. I know. I'm just I'm just so, asking. I mean, that's 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 something itself. Yeah, and I'm I was just asking simply for you know the people who are out there, the business owners that like every you know like to have every duck in the line and know every little nuance um, that goes. Sure into everything so plus it adds to the value of what you're offering absolutely right tell me i want to give you we usually boost your seo simply by utilizing there are all kinds of free review sites that 
aren't beneficial. Right. But if you make sure they have your correct menu, then they suddenly become beneficial. Whether you appreciate their reviews or the way they classify or qualify their reviews, if they're another one of multiple pipelines that people get fed your original information that you definitely have control over, like if there's a single price wrong on your menu, you don't have to wait to update it. You send me a text and I fix it. Nice. You don't have to have any kind of tech skills. And Tony, we have one minute. In closing, what do you want to tell our listeners about your company, uh, You know what you're trying to accomplish, what you can do, etc.? I'm going to give you the floor, a whole minute. Let's let's talk about it. Okay, well, our menus are already contact-free, and if that's not something amazing to begin with, it's I don't know what to say. Um, we do what frameworks can't do. Um, I build these from the ground up because I care and because that's the only way to make it work like it works. So we just want to help people and spread the word. And, um, yeah. And I you're really helping people. And you're helping a lot of people. We're going to be taking care of ourselves. And uh, I want to thank you, WeavervilleWebDesign.com. Right, Tony? Yes, sir. And they also, obviously, if you have a friend, a family member, owns a restaurant, or even you, uh, or you have a favorite restaurant, Mary's Diner or whatever, and you want to really give them this big help during these tough times, send us an email, diningonadime at yahoo.com. Tony will be with us several times throughout the contest. We're just giving him, you know, we want to get the word out really uh, good today. And uh, dining on a dime, yahoo.com with the name of the restaurant you want to nominate, and they can win this fabulous prize. And Tony, I just want to thank you too because I am friends with numerous chefs and I, I know some of the owners of, of different restaurants. So I think this is a huge um, benefit, a huge giveaway. And I'm so excited that you are able to provide that with us. Well, no, I mean, you guys, it's really, um, you've given me a platform to share this with more people. I, it's hard for me to get somebody to go and look at something and see the value in it. Um, it, it seems that way. It, it surprises me. I try to come up with something that, uh, was really the best that the best that it could be. And, um, when people, when people get there and see it and utilize it and realize that even in an area that doesn't have great internet, their menu is still going to come up and look great. It, it starts to have more impact. So thank you for helping me share it. No problem. And, Tony, you're going to be with us several times throughout the length of the contest. So I want to thank you for being here today. Uh, we have had some success with the contest so far. But now that the word is officially out, you'll be back uh, soon to uh, let us know what's going on. Thank you, Tony. Anytime. And if, uh, if anybody has questions, uh, they can send them to you. I'll be glad to answer any questions about anything that we do or we can help you do. Um, like I say, restaurants aren't just food, man. They're a culture. Absolutely. And we have to help support them. Thank you, Tony. And we'll be talking to you soon. You'll be on with us throughout the contest. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, man. All right. And uh, let's go to break and we'll come back. You can find Dining on a Dime every Friday at 1 p.m. on WMLD radio app and on air at 103.7 FM in New York, the voice of the Hudson Valley. Okay, we are back. I just want to touch on one thing about our contest with WeavervilleWebDesign.com. 
Uh, we were talking about third-party delivery companies. Uh, and if you look at the reviews on the third-party delivery companies, you will see that uh, most of the complaints are, are about the wrong order. So if you uh, win the contest and you get your free online menu with two years of hosting, you're actually going to uh, eliminate that because the people will be de- dealing directly with your restaurant. Let's get back into the facts. Uh, before George Washington became the first president, he was a sweet potato farmer. First apple tree originated in Asia. Apples can last, here is something interesting, apples can last months in the refrigerator, but only a few days on the countertop. Well, yeah, because they emit their own um, scent and it starts rotting. Actually, if you have other fruit or vegetables that need to come to... Um, Oh, I love that I'm I'm so like my brain is just off today. Um but like not quite ready to eat or not ripe yet. You can actually put them with an apple and put it on top of your countertop and it'll ripen the the other fruits and vegetables. How about that? And mm-hmm. the apple core and seeds are all edible. I never knew that. You can eat the apple core and seeds. Um I I don't recommend it. <laughs> I've heard the opposite because actually uh, apple seeds contain arsenic. Oh, okay. So I would highly not recommend that. We'll tell them to Google that. Uh, Kids born in the fall are more athletic. Uh, Kids born in the fall are also tend to be taller. We're going to do lightning stuff here because uh, we are in our last segment. We're almost out of time. I'm just going to do a few of them. Uh, Amherst Pollock will do a few. Uh, Americans buy enough candy on Halloween to fill six Titanics. Uh, that's a lot of candy. That is a lot of candy. Uh, if, that's a lot of hyper children. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to Netflix, it allows you to paint a false scene with Bob Ross, the painter. You can actually paint with him on Netflix. Oh, you like follow along, right. like paint by numbers, but yeah. not. <laughs> right. Petrichor, P-E-T-R-I-C-H-O-R, is the word for the first rainfall during fall. There's actually a word for it. All right, Amherst, There's go a ahead. Word. I'm down to two pages. There is a word for everything. <laughs> uh, go ahead. You do a few, and then we'll go back to me. Well, I do have a few, and I also have another recipe that's a little bit more fun. It's for the adults out there who um, indulge in alcoholic beverages. So I might actually go into that first before I go into any facts, um, which is an apple cider margarita, which is, oh. yeah. Yeah, right on point for uh, for the fall season. So I um I looked up some in um, some recipes and kind of like put one together on my own. But basically, you're gonna take a blender um, and fill it with ice. I know I don't measure how much ice. You know, if you want a sloshy one, that's up to you. If you want a more solid margarita, add some add extra ice. But anyway, take a blender and in the blender combine two cups of apple cider because we all love apple cider during this season. And then half a cup of tequila, um, depending on how long how much you want to spike it. Uh, my family, we, we spike things a little bit heavier than that. But anyway, so half a cup of tequila, two tablespoons of lemon juice. And then if you want it sweeter, you can add triple sec. But basically, you blend that up. And then on your margarita glass, 
I would rim the the glass, maybe like wet it with some of the apple cider just to keep with the theme, and then rim the glass with apple pie spice, right. which McCormick actually makes. So you could just easily just buy the McCormick spice, put it on a plate, and then rim the glass. Real easy. Um, mix it with sugar if you want it a little bit sweeter. But nice. it, it'll yield you about two margaritas. So have have fun and cheers. Nice. That's a great recipe. <laughs> Uh, let's get back into the facts. Cars and appliances are cheapest in fall. That means if you're going to buy a car or an appliance, check during fall. Do, uh, do uh, We said that earlier. Take, advan- take advantage of the fall health care open enrollment. It'll help you save money. Uh, and also, start a fall side hustle, such as raking leaves. How about we rake leaves and make some money that way? I'm going to do five, and then Amaris is going to take over. Uh, Sithorism. Sithorism is an actual name of rustling leaves. There's actually a name for rustling leaves. Spell that? P-S-I-T-H-U-R-I-S-M. It's the name that is what rustling leaves are called. There I said I, I said it before. I'll say it again. There is a word for everything. <laughs> <laughs> travel is more affordable in the fall. So if you want to save money on travel, look during the fall. 18% of NFL fans tailgate before a game. Testosterone levels are higher in the fall. Pumpkin is the most craved food in fall. Harvest moon is the full moon closest to the autumn equinox. Equinox is from the Latin word meaning equal night. Uh, Researchers say women lose more hair in fall. Uh, Autumn depression affects 3 to 4% of the population. Wait, wait, wait. Why do women lose more hair in the fall? There is no reason. And you're doing like a rapid fire. Like you're just bam, 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 bam. Facts. And Because I took six hours to write the show, so I'm trying to get them all in. Uh, Oktoberfest is celebrated in the fall. There are 11 million apple trees in Michigan. Average head of cabbage is 90% water. More than 140 commercial wineries in the state of Michigan. Go ahead, Amherst. Okay, I'm reading through some of the ones that you have on my pages, and I'm like, what kind of... I got the, I got the like, romantic pages, because it's yeah. like, honestly, Go it's ahead, like... read this one. This one no, 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 because it's like, it says more babies are born in September, so, I mean, obviously there was some romance that <laughs> happened back, <laughs> back, like, nine months earlier. Um I you I had said the the men are more attracted to women in the colder months. Right. Um, then there's also you you had found a thing that said studies show that both men and women want to watch more romantic movies in the fall. Right. I wonder if that's because the Hallmark Channel goes crazy, Possibly. or if that's just like because we're cuddling. Um, I don't know. That's possible. Yeah. And then there was another one that was down here and it said something about, um, there it is. The smell of pumpkin pie is an aphrodisiac. Yes. I I don't know if I would so much say that's an aphrodisiac (laughs) as it is. I want to eat that. (laughs) Well, I think that's (laughs) the line it was going. But like, um, and obviously like off of pumpkin pie, PSLs are out. Yeah. Yeah. Your pumpkin spice lattes. I love them. I don't know if anybody else loves them, but it's it's that type of, type of season now. Absolutely. How about this? You're going to love this. Candy apples were invented in 1908 when a candy apple store a candy store owner dipped apples in caramel because he wanted people to walk into his uh, store. <laughs> so that's how the candy apple was invented. A Philadelphia Hey, props to our hometown. Philadelphia candy maker invented candy corn in the 1880s. 
Uh, pumpkin pie, they say, was invented in the 1600s. Pumpkin beer. Check this out. Pumpkin beer. A surprise, uh, it's a shame Matt's not here. Pumpkin beer has been around, dates all the way back to colonial times. I thought this that was one of the new things. No, I think he had actually mentioned something oh, about that he? on our last show, too. Um, I mean, and pumpkin beer is definitely something that's very popular, especially with Oktoberfest. Everybody's coming out with a pumpkin beer. Yeah. Um, I personally think that it's a little played out, so I try <laughs> to avoid it. Um, but it, it is a very popular uh, beer to drink. And hop on on the point you made. Pumpkin Spice Latte was debuted in 1993. And it was a mediocre debut at best. They were actually not going to continue. Oh, that is funny because it's like everybody goes crazy now for it. And here's something we actually said on our other show. Uh, hot chocolate is actually 200 years old. Who would have thought? Hot chocolate is 200 years old. Well, the coffee they used to make it. Yeah, yeah, the coffee bean origin uh, originated. There we go from from Spain, and I mean it's the be- one of the best things that could have ever ventured over this way. I love chocolate. And our lightning round has worked. I this is our 100th fact besides what you have. People have been eating apples since 6500 BC. Apples have been around. 6,500 B.C. Amherst, you got two minutes, and then we're going to close the show. I mean, (laughs) all right. So I have a couple more facts here that you had handed off to me, which is I didn't know um, how, I mean, maple syrup, let's be honest, is a very popular thing. It is a natural um, additive, or sorry, it's a natural syrup that occurs when trees, you know, leak out their their nice oozing um, (laughs) <laughs> I know. I'm like, I love that my brain is, is like uh-huh. so like often. Well, we had one minute of prep. <laughs> I know. We okay. didn't have a lot of prep. But like, yeah. you know, we get maple syrup from trees. Obviously, the sap is what oozes out. Um, but then they, they heat it up and it becomes this amazingly sweet concoction that we, you know, pour over pancakes or French toast or, you know, you can add it into like recipes. But the USA, it's so popular that we make 4.27 million gallons of maple syrup each year. That's a lot of maple syrup. That is a lot of maple syrup. And, you know, and if you go to Vermont, there's like, you know, like there's Wawa's all over the place down here. In Vermont, there's like maple syrup farms all over the place. There are stores. Like I see it when I travel. Maple syrup sold here. You know, yeah. it's super popular. Super popular. And Amherst, give your tags. How can we get a hold of you? Oh, yeah. I'm super easy to get hold of. All you have to do is go to A R P O L L O. C-K-U-S. Um, it pretty much gets guarantees you you'll find me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, Pinterest, and YouTube. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, Dining on a Dime, the number one, is on all social media platforms. I just need to end the show with a very important point. Uh, we come back next Tuesday. It's all about alcohol. One hour. Just giving you stunt, tons of stuff about alcohol. But... Uh, Google Play will no longer be around in this the end of this year. So our show and Learn About World Cuisine is now available on Amazon Music. So I want everyone to go to Amazon Music. I want you to follow Dining on a Dime and Learn About World Cuisine. And that way, if you're subscribed to the show on Google Play, you're, you're going to have to go over to Amazon Music so that you never miss an episode. 
Okay, so uh, we want to thank everyone. Next week, all about alcohol. <laughs> you can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify.